Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The Bigger Picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Welcome to The Bigger Picture. I am Imad Akhtar. The Bank of Japan is widely expected to keep the world's last negative interest rate intact today when it convenes for its final monetary policy meeting of the year. Almost all 52 economists surveyed by Bloomberg forecast no change in major policy settings for the short-term rate and yield curve control mechanism. But investors will closely watch comments for hints on if and when authorities might scrap the policy next year. So for more clues on the timeline of the BOJ's potential exit strategy. I have on the line with me Francis Tan. He's a senior investment strategist at UOB Private Bank. Good morning, Francis. Hi, good morning, Imad. All right, good to have you on. Let's talk about this upcoming meeting. Now, many analysts don't expect a definitive move. No surprises, though, hopefully, following in the footsteps of the Fed, which made a dovish pivot last week, which forced market watchers to recalibrate expectations for 2024. I guess it is pretty unanimous that no move will be made at this meeting. Oh, yes, certainly. On our end, UOB believes that there will be status quo in the upcoming BOJ meeting. But still, you might, I think that the path to normalization has got to happen. I mean, I've got many friends who decide that Japan will be their place of holiday this December because <laughs> of the very, very weak yen. Our thinking is that there were some recent tweaks to the U-curve control, and those are some signals and signs that the BOJ will be preparing the markets for this eventual normalization, although we don't believe that's going to be today in December. Uh, however, it could be something that be quite quick. In fact, we think that they may start their normalization path as early as 2024 January. Mm. So there'll be two rounds. The first thing we're expecting for them to raise their current negative 0.1% policy rate to the 0% just in January 2024. Then that's next month mm. in their policy meeting. Now, the second step will be for them to drop off the entire U-curve control, or in short, they call it the YCC. And that probably we are penciling around March 2024. Now, there have been talks of, like you said, scrapping the negative interest rate policy in either Jan or March, April, even later than that. Mm -hmm. There are spring wage negotiations taking place around that time in March between major corporations and unions. And that is a key event for the BOJ. And it may potentially delay the path towards normalization. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, yes, certainly that will be one of the risks to our view that they will start the normalization so quickly the first quarter, in which negotiations, I think, may be one of the key events that the BOJ may kick this normalization can mm. further down the road by, let's say, one more quarter. So instead of the first quarter, for those two things that I mentioned, it may be in the second quarter. Now, the second thing will actually be the very challenging growth outlook. Mm. I mean, growth is really strong. The BOJ can come out of this negative policy and they can start normalization very quickly. Mm. However, the risk to this bill right now is that growth seems to be quite weak as well. I mean, we have gotten the preliminary estimates of the third quarter GDP from Japan. That's quite weak. In fact, on the annualized rate, it has contracted by 2.1% on the Q2 basis. Now, economists always say if there are two quarters of consecutive or sequential decline in this number, then the economy will be in a technical recession. So in fact, we are now forecasting for Japan's fourth quarter, which we are currently in, for the GDP to fall another 2.2% Q1Q. So that means two quarters of decline. Japan's growth in the second half of this year, 2023, is going to be quite weak. They're going to slip into a technical recession. And that may provide another reason for the BOJ to hang on for a while, 
let's push this normalization further down into 2024 and not let it be in the first quarter. Okay. Now, the BOJ hasn't acted on a rate hike in almost 17 years, so it's been <laughs> quite some time. Francis, yes. if they do decide to embark on that, what would the impact on the financial system be, you know, if they ended negative rates, given that there hasn't been a rate hike in such a long period of time? Oh, yes. I would say that although a minus 0.1% to a 0% seemingly is, I mean, technically is a rate hike, but I don't think it's a form of rate hike that we are seeing uh, in many other countries whereby rates are firmly in the positive area. So moving from 0.1 to 0%, I think that is uh, quite okay for the entire economy mm. for investors to digest because that is actually back to the 0% normal average that we have been seeing for the past decades. This 0.1 was really only to deal with the uh, very sharp decline due to the pandemic uh, globally. So I think that back to the 0% is just first step in normalization. I firmly don't believe that Japan will be having an average for between what, 2 to 3% or anything higher. No, I don't think so because overall the whole economy right now doesn't justify the kind of uh, higher interest rates that we are seeing in more emerging or developing markets. So Japan or rather even generally we are seeing uh, developed markets generally have a lower average interest rates than the developing markets. So I think that's not going to hurt too much the overall growth environment. However, that act of moving a little bit higher in the interest rate is going to spur a lot of moves in asset classes. For one, Japanese equities may be hit because they have been uh, rising on the back of a weaker yen and a very low interest environment or even negative interest environment. So that move or that policy call will be negative for Japanese equities. So for investors who are overly invested in this space, just to be a bit careful on that. The second thing will be a much more strengthening yen path that mm. we're going to see. I mean, if you even look at Sing Yen, this year it went to an all-time high of a 110. Right now it's 106. We believe that the Japanese yen, once there are more signals from a BOJ to really start the path of normalization, the Japanese yen will have to be on the appreciating path against many other currencies. All right. So you're expecting the yen to appreciate. It has, of course, held steady yesterday as well as today at about just over 142 to the USD after gaining nearly 2% last week. Francis, some analysts have said that if the yen appreciates rapidly against the dollar to perhaps the 120 to 130 range, a rate hike in January becomes more unlikely. What's your take on that? Okay. If the yen appreciates more quickly than mm. the path to normalization, I guess the market is front-running the expectations. So it seems like it's very recursive, right? The BOJ looking at the markets and the currency markets looking at the BOJ action is really recursive. But certainly if the yen appreciates too quickly, mm. and by what you mentioned, 130 or even 120, that's really, really too quickly. Yes, indeed, that will be another situation whereby the BOJ may hesitate to normalize so quickly and may want to adopt this still very dovish approach mm. and signal to the market. All right. I just want to circle back to one potential headwind that may prevent or delay the BOJ's decision to hike, and that is Prime Minister Fumio Kishida and his party. They're at the center of some political turmoil. Four cabinet ministers in his administration were forced to resign as recently as Thursday. Now, do you think the BOJ would probably want or prefer to hike rates when the government is stable and in a position to coordinate? Well, certainly there are some views that they will want the political environment to be more stable before doing that. But I guess at the end of the day, it has to be the economic climate 
both in Japan domestically and also around the world that will eventually lead the BOJ to this normalization path. Mm. Uh, I think that warrants a lot more than the political situation that could be in the flux in the coming weeks. All right, Francis, thank you so much for that wonderful overview. Thank you very much. That was Francis Tan, Senior Investment Strategist at UOB Private Bank. Stay with Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.